0: Greetings fans, welcome to another edition of Shy Lounge. Uh, this is your host, uh, the sensational One Shinblade, and I got my, um, I should say co-host. I'm fumbling with the Starbucks, let me hand the mic real quick.
1: I wasn't ready.
0: No, you wasn't ready. <laughs> anyway, um, this is my uh, good friend and co-host, the uh, incomparable Mika Villas, if I said that correctly
1: incomparable but I'll take incomparable I am I am unique like no other
0: and unfortunately uh, even though we are joyous to have this uh, another episode to uh, unleash upon you uh, there as of this recording on this day there was some very very tragic news Um, NBA legend Kobe Bryant uh, being killed in a plane crash Uh, we found this out about a couple hours ago even though this is a very taped episode i'm saying very taped for (laughs) um but i i woke up to it uh i didn't wake up to it but i found out doing my duties and getting ready for this episode uh waiting for uh my friend mika to come come through and i just found out and it was something that you know you you see something you can't really believe it when you see it and you and you feel numb and what um And not to go into it too much, but, you know, being a child of the 90s, a teenager, I grew up on him and uh, Allen Iverson as well as Michael Jordan. Um, So it hurt me a whole lot. And to find out that not only him, but his uh, second uh, oldest daughter's
1: daughters on the helicopter crash as well, Um, reportedly at this point, um, they were going to uh, one of her travel games. She was also a basketball player like her father
0: and she was coming up she,
1: yeah. they
0: said she was gonna be a baller like her dad so uh this is the unfortunate two birds of one stone that even though that's not a great analogy to use because they both were uh they both were legends and future legends respectively um so you know prayers to the family and the close ones whoever interacted with him and loved him and all the fans that were uh around the were cheering for them, the fans that were um smack talking uh in a in a basketball sense right. um not the visceral ones cuz you know they can go somewhere else um so it it really hit me hard so I'm going to get my energy up to uh get back into this and talk about what I really wanted to talk about upon this podcast before this day Sunday January 26 2020 but anyway how are you doing Mika
1: I'm good Um, You know, this this tragic news has rocked me But we're we're here to do something And, you know, we're professionals We're going to do it
0: Yeah, you know, because not only is basketball But it's also pop culture Um, Kobe was a uh, MVP in many forms A world champion and also an Oscar winner
1: Yes, absolutely And again, for people, you know Who might just be sports oriented That's a major achievement You don't see too many sports stars crossing over successfully into other avenues and ventures. Like, um, you know, the winning an Academy Award is a lifetime achievement for people who have dedicated their self to the craft of, um, you know, acting, entertainment, and what have you. And here's Kobe Bryant, you know, an uh, overachiever of such um, great magnitude that he got an Academy Award. Like, you know, that's it is an achievement in itself and in especially... Coming from someone whose life was not dedicated to that genre of entertainment.
0: Yeah, and um, also found out that the day before that, LeBron James passed him on the scoring list, and he tweeted uh, congratulations. Nothing related to it. Nothing uh, that contribute to a pl- to a plane helicopter crash. But you know, in a way, it fin- I find it eerie to a certain extent be- because it's like.
1: It's, that blaze yeah. of
0: glory out is almost like the ultimate warrior in the ring the day before he died.
1: Ah, I can see those similarities where you've got somebody who's at the pinnacle of their, you know, kind of the offset pinnacle of their career because Kobe was retired, um, but his record was one that stood for a long time, but LeBron was able to pass it and like warrior coming back into the WWE at the offset of his career as after a lot of you know controversy to say the very least and um that one that one moment to kind of say goodbye and while I don't know what if any conversations were had between Kobe Bryant and LeBron James I'm sure the respect was there and not just more conversations about that, that you know that milestone that LeBron achieved that you know Kobe had set that record so that's it is pretty eerie and, and sad and relatable in a wrestling sense but it also goes to show the level of respect that you this person had by his peers because there is an outpouring of um, sadness and support mm-hmm. from just all walks of life people who were fans and foes people who were you know love to hate because of his skills are you know they're crying they're sad and it Mm -hmm. is a very sad thing and it's just um it's i'm still in shock it's just weird and unusual and in this day and age of digital you hope that it's a hoax but Mm -hmm. it's unfortunately it doesn't seem like it it's it's real
0: yeah, because honestly uh from what the people reported I don't it's a game of telephone you know his daughter was one of the ones killed in he and he crashed it in so I think it was a whirlwind before the confirmation they said all of his daughters were with him and he has a 17 year old had a 13 year old a seven year-old and a three month old so how tragic would it be not only with the 17 year old but with the Three year and I mean the seven year and the three month old the, to be on a plane like that. I mean on a helicopter, helicopter like that and just going because uh, it's a very morbid uh, thought to have. Even though it can happen, but I, I can't imagine putting uh, youngins like that on a on a it, helicopter just for practice. It's
1: not unusual. I, no, uh, it was not unusual for him to be on a helicopter. So I'm sure his family, his daughters, his wife. That, like, most of us drive cars or take public transportation. It's just average, everyday, normal-type deals, nothing unusual. Um, just listening to some of these news reports about how Kobe got around, um, he would take a helicopter to mm-hmm. work, to the Staples Center. So, mm-hmm. again, I'm sure his, his family kind of grew up on that, where if dad's going to work and they're coming bring your daughter to work day, they're hopping on a helicopter, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't unusual. Um, I, I just hate the way they're reporting some things, and I understand the sensationalism behind them.
0: And to being the first to do it.
1: But the way that they're phrasing, and his wife Vanessa was not on the plane, just, it it, it doesn't need to be said. It's like Kobe Bryant and his daughter, if you have to. Even speak about, but it's not just them, there are other people that have not been identified as of this recording. But it's just that little extra. Oh, and his wife wasn't there. Well,
0: they said it was uh, another parent and their daughter were going, I guess they lived in the neighborhood and said, Hey, you want to ride? Come on, come on over. Then you had the pilot, also, right? So, um, I'm not saying it it doesn't matter uh, who else was on the plane, but it does because it's a life, right? Any life
1: lost is tragic.
0: And um, I just I I again I don't like people who's like oh I'm the first to report it this this is what happened here this is what happened people were saying it was Rick Fox, uh, uh, NBA legend I don't know how to say yeah. legend Rick Fox um, yeah, he's
1: a legend and and again that's where it becomes in this day of digital any one little thing that you say can be picked up and be viral and be. The untruth, you
0: know. Yeah, because you know Meek and I, we deal in uh, professional wrestling and independent wrestling news uh, almost every day, and um, you know, there are times where we, respectively, will get up in emotions when we hear one thing, and we don't wait for the news to marinate and uh, let things play out. Get emotional. No, you, you do at, at certain points. There's always certain news that you can <laughs> you can get in your feelings. For and, and basically, um, I like to let news uh kind of marinate in the air some more and let details flow as they may instead of saying, Oh, this happened, right. this happened, this happened. Because I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you a story when I was in New Orleans for WrestleCon and I was uh at a table for Damage 365. Uh, shout out to Kevin Nasta. Um, there was a situation with Harry Smith and Jake Roberts. And I was there, uh, not the name drop, working with Eric Bischoff, and something happened, and there was a scuffle, there was a situation that reportedly news sites had uh, reported, but it never happened. Mm-hmm. It was just that Harry went up to Jake's face and was talking smack about Davy Boy Smith, and he just threw coffee on them, and that was it. And they said police were called, which was not even true because Russell Khan does have security um hired police security at sometimes and i remember i went back to my place in new orleans and they were like oh this happened from like wrestling news And it's like we don't have details but we're gonna let you know i was like man people can call me i can tell you the news um but i don't like to make myself relevant in that area i just tell you the straight up facts but anyway um I'm actually glad that Mika's here because um, I was feeling some type of way earlier today. You know, I, I kind of shed a tear or two because you know it's something that you're used to and you grew up under. Just like other wrestlers that that pass away, right. like uh, it's been a year since Mean Gene Okerlund passed away.
1: Right. But and, that's and that's I remember being at
0: I remember being at a bar in New York hanging mm-hmm. out with him and talking. And he bought me a ginger beer and we were just cracking up. And it was just the fact that being a kid and watching Mean Gene Oakland on TV and you're talking to him. So it gives you that, that makes you feel like a 10 year old sitting there at a bar. Right. So anyway, uh, what's new? Like, you you know anything? You got any news before the uh, obvious two that I'm going to get into?
1: have no scoops that i can talk about
0: or anything that was passed around that you feel like is worth to be talked about Uh, there's many things that go on there's
1: so much stuff i mean um i i did a tweet today um there is an article out about why AEW should sign eric royal um who's a african-american wrestler because he's black he's black, he's African Whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call him. We're going to get into terms later. Yeah, but um, I read this article and I was just like, you're absolutely right. Tony Khan last year said that um, AEW was going to be a diverse atmosphere, that you were going to see uh, basically, you know, people of color in prominent roles. And so far, that hasn't happened. And I again, you talk about taking news and letting it marinate but i read this article and i'm you know a wrestling fan i'm a, a a wrestling connoisseur if you will and i watch AEW all of their incarnations and i'm like wow absolutely right there's no singles competitor um outside of scorpio sky who can be considered uh, a top contender on this I'm color <laughs> on this worldwide television product that they are pushing to the moon and it's like wow there's a lack of diversity on their known sign roster so as far as males go for singles competitors tag team division I we're, we're good we're golden there's lots of people they talked about the Lucha Brothers they talked about uh, private parties so there's you know lots of uh, representation there and representation does matter and so you know that's It was kind of huge to me. And I just kind of went down a list of people, um, wrestlers that I'm familiar with, of color. And there's a lot more. But, you know, that that was one of those things where I think um, a lot of people fail to see the importance of it. And that's a sadness because you really, really want to um, hold Tony Khan to his word. But you also want little boys and little girls to turn on television to see... A wrestler and think that that is me i can be that person growing up and if you don't see your face on television you don't know your place is what i usually say because you don't know what you can achieve if you don't see it out there in the living breathing atmosphere so that's my my whole deal
0: can i just say i'm just still lucky that uh or blessed that mika's here to provide that kind of thought um you know, as far as giving a deep thought on AEW I thought about it a couple of times I didn't want to seem the racist guy or the always we need to show the people of color guy and also you have to mix business in with uh, ethnic or whatever diverse backgrounds because I learned from uh, legends and uh, journeymen that also not only being a person of color but you have to sell tickets also Right. and right now I think with AEW is that when it comes to talent, they're using X WWE talent or X top tier top tier talent uh, for their yeah. for for their for their main uh, event product, if I can actually say that. Um, because really, I'm still waiting for the Sunny Kisses of the world to come out. Uh, I mean, that to sounds like featured. a pun. That's yeah, to be featured. I'll fix it um, for you. Nyla Rose, who who is being featured, um, I'm, wa- I'm waiting for the indie talent to come out of the indie feds and you the know, mid-indie shows to show themselves up and to have the building process of AEW uh, to showcase them. Because right now, as of this recording in February in Chicago, good old Chi-Town, the AEW World Championship match is going to be uh, John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, versus Chris Jericho. Uh, former uh, former WWE talent. Right. So, you know, I did enjoy the match between Chris Jericho and Jungle Boy over the Christmas holiday um, that they had. So, it was an introduction to see who Jungle Boy is instead of being Luke Perry's son. Right. And to see who he is. So, um, anyway, I, I actually liked that. I did not come to the table with that. So, that is all Mika with that one. Um, and, Which is great. But, um, I do want to get into this subject because it's going to tailspin into uh, the final subject. Um, you know, the news of Tessa Blanchard winning the Impact uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Oh,
1: they dropped the heavyweight because you never talk about a it women's weight. It's just the World Impact Championship. World Championship. Yes.
0: Um, I'm going to, okay, maybe I just go old school and I just said, I, I don't think they use heavyweight uh, for a while in Impact.
1: It, it but has I, but I think while, but, you, but
0: you, I think it's been pushed every right. now and then. So anyway, Tessa Blanchard wins the uh the world championship and people were mixed. I was I found it a bit groundbreaking as of uh what men can do, women can do it also to to that point. So I was very congratulatory. But also I found out that, you know, within uh, very little fans and uh, because most of the fans in wrestling now are all inclusive fans which I sort of can and cannot stand at times depending on what subject we talk about um, but also Booker T's um, had a few comments and his wasn't bitter as people think it was it was more of a uh, he put detail behind it which I liked and he said that the headline with Tesla's uh, World title win was one of the worst ideas in wrestling, but he followed it up on a competitive nature, on the nature of wrestling. So that's why, you know, people are not giving Booker T the mud that they would usually sling on uh, other people who well, say not one the line. The only and, reason
1: they're not giving Booker T the mud, so to speak, um, Tessa, because you in, can probably kick back. Too. Well, no, tessa's also embroiled in controversy. And I was going to segue to that Yeah, that that's part of it though But now, give the full line that Booker said That what his, his thought process You don't have to verbatim it But he just said that her winning was the worst idea in wrestling history Or putting the title on a woman was the worst idea in wrestling history
0: Well, he was more so putting the title uh, on a woman I would think so
1: Right
0: because he was saying that you know if Tessa beat Sammy, then Tessa's the woman who who beat Tessa in the past can come up and challenge for the for the for right. the championship. It's a
1: free for all. Yes, it and, is. And then that wrestling is all about suspending your disbelief. You you had Tessa who was in this this feud with Sammy Callahan, who is a world class competitor like a Merhatham, and she wins cleanly um, this title, no shenanigans at all. And now you have to go back and you look at the, this is Impact. So you look at the Impact roster, the the women there, and you know Tessa has been beaten by them. Whether you've seen it on television or not, Tessa has lost to all these knockouts. Yes. <laughs> and so that makes it a free-for-all. Does the knockout championship even matter? Uh, does Taya Valkyrie have a, a claim to the impact world championship the traditional male title because she has beaten tessa in the past does that line up uh not just men but women and if anyone children can come and you now challenge for this title I, I get what booker's saying i understand and i'll say maybe i'm a little bit biased and, and think that he's right because of you know allegations against tessa um but Mm. in the same sense i I think it's funny that as i watched and listened to wwe who is the standard bearer and the flagship for all of quote-unquote professional wrestling the end
0: all and be all people
1: yes as they now have dropped women's title see you moving
0: very I am I'm moving, you're moving very fastly I'm with sorry, this one <laughs>
1: but I'm, I was I'm, trying I'm, to get
0: the one subject to another but
1: I'm tying them together because it's just weird that monkeys see and monkeys doing and again where does that leave the impact world title does it make it a lesser championship or is it just everybody's equal that's the 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 ground that you have to
0: kind of navigate through now all right first of all we're going to backtrack this a little bit sorry and, right. and, and talk about no it's okay because you you strung all of them together and you know i don't want to stifle you in your energy uh with that With you know have stilted energy for doing that booker said that as far as a competitive nature and i actually stand uh with booker even though i stand with tessa winning the championship because she had a year-long build to winning this uh winning this championship and and anybody who watches impact which is number three in the country of u.s uh wrestling um you saw it happen and you know how hard she worked and it was just it was just incredible and and that's why i like to slow build to a story this is this is a subject that I t- always talk about, period. I like the slow build to a story, kind of like an oven style compared to a microwave. Like, you let it simmer for a while, and your emotions as a fan will start to rise like bread. I sound, I sound like I'm real hungry.
1: Apparently.
0: So, it just comes out like that. And this is what I'm saying with social media. When somebody says one line, it's like, oh my God, we can't believe he said that one line. And, you know, forget this dude. We're canceling him forever. He or she forever. Instead of saying, this is why I said what I said. Right. And that's why I like Booker for what he said on his uh, podcast, let alone the Reality Wrestling uh, YouTube channel. Anyway, segue over to the controversy that is Tessa Blanchard. And, um, I couldn't believe it. I text you a while ago when, um, this happened, but I also read the story and I thought it was like a fan interaction with Tesla that happened, but this was more so on the workers. Yes. And, you know, for those who don't know, Tesla had, uh, woke up, I had it, had a tweet said, how about we help each other? Uh, you know, something of a motivational tweet. And then one of my favorites Allison K gave a huge He's clap back.
1: Yes and, AF.
0: yes, and yes, uh, and condolences on Allison K for losing uh, the Your NWA. Condolences.
1: I mean, you know. I like,
0: I like, I like, I like, I like Thunder Rosa also. But Allison K, you know, we interacted, and you know, maybe I'm just biased because she was so nice, and yes, I thought she bit, was. Yeah.
1: She's a lot nice. No, no, I'm saying you're a little bit biased. Okay,
0: okay, and I and also seeing her on television, I actually believed in her because I thought she was a you know what, pinkies up and everything. <laughs> but that's how good of a worker that she is. So anyway, um, Allison K, Chelsea Green, um, Priscilla
1: Kelly, Priscilla
0: Kelly, Hell's uh, favorite harlot,
1: Ila Dawn,
0: Ila Dawn. Oh my God, Isla Dawn shocked me.
1: Um and. Various other women who are not as name-worthy, but experienced. Yes. Um, Tessa.
0: For bulliness more than racism. I will go on the fact that bulliness that's not even a word bullying right. um, because she had spit in, in the face of La Rosa De Negra who was at Russell Cade, uh last year 2019 and I had the for- fortunate uh, meeting her and connecting with her I didn't know who she was until I met her with Selena De La Renta and I take away the racism a little bit because she- they they said they both settled it or she made it peace with it <laughs>
1: they of course kind
0: of squashed it yeah so this is more bullying than uh,
1: racist. No, it was racist. No, no, no. It I'm was... talking about
0: the, the 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 allegations on the whole. Mm,
1: okay. like
0: one one racist part, but they said that she had bad attitude in the past and locker room. This locker room, that she bullied. There was allegations that she bullied a wild trainer to the point that the trainer was in tears in California.
1: Yes.
0: And somebody of the wild roster leaked that, and 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 let that let that part out. So. When again, fans versus workers. For the workers, it it held weight for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Says
0: something's got to be true about Tesla.
1: Yeah, the the fans, they're uh, rare fans that have any I think quote unquote true interactions or stories where they'd be so bad. But you and I have both been around wrestling backstage capacities, and I don't know if you've seen or heard but i've heard a lot uh i can only go by my interactions with tessa i've never yes. had a problem yes but i'm a whole different breed i'm not a person who needs to be in the ring with her who needs to work with her who needs to trust her literally with my life or career um because the name blanchard does carry weight yes in the wrestling business three generations and Tessa as she has been around for years now coming up getting trained by George South and Cedric uh, Alexander the name and the reputation hold weight, hold pull hold sway and far be it from some other young woman wrestler to tick this person off who's got some stroke Mm -hmm. so Again, I wasn't bullied. Did I hear about her attitude? Absolutely. Do people who I trust tell me personally about some shenanigans and the way she treated them? Yes. Was it less than nice? Absolutely. Did I tell them to whoop her ass? Yeah, damn, Skippy. Because bullying in any capacity, no matter what, is wrong.
0: You're saying this about a random person, right?
1: I'm saying this about random people.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. All right.
1: But, again, I don't care. You know, I don't personally care about her influence, but I said anybody who was bullied needs to stand up to a bully. I don't care who they are and what they are. Tessa was, I can't say is, was a bully. Allegedly. Tessa, no, I'm telling you, Tessa was a bully. I'm telling you, again, from the people. For instance, Isla Dawn and PK, I trust these women Implicitly
0: You met Ella Dawn?
1: I know Ella Dawn
0: She seemed like a sweetheart
1: She is Absolutely And for anybody To Do What Was done to her Bullying is not even like the word I use That's just downright evil Spiteful Manipulative Pardon the pun Pardon me y'all Cause I'm about to use the word Bitch
0: That's okay that, That's just being a
1: bitch For no reason jealous i don't know what it is but there was no reason to do what was done
0: i can tell you i can tell you one reason there's always an old uh kind of like a i would say joke it's a line that i remember uh years ago and it's and it, it goes like this what does a man with power uh want even more
1: what
0: more power and it goes like that so you know um the wrestling narrative has changed as far as locker rooms i mean used to be back in the day where a legend or top guy was coming into town and you were somebody who was just breaking into the business or even a mid carter you would be subject to carry the bags or if they want to sit in a certain spot in the locker room you had to move even though you were first you had to move and you had to make way for everything that they were that that they uh that they wanted, right? Because you know, young
1: boying boy and basically, I think more than young boy It's also it was supposed to be a respect thing that you quote unquote respected this legend, this this person um, with more experience, and you kind of catered to their their whims. There, back in the day, yeah, that was quote unquote acceptable. I'm not saying it's right. It's just one thing, some things that they did. But in this day and age, for anybody. Um, to bully and to put down, to belittle, um, to use language that she used is just unacceptable. I think that it is the worst possible thing you can do as a person, as a professional. It is something that you should be punished for. I think Tessa Blancer, excuse me, Tessa should not be the impact champion. I think that when those words and allegations came out, they're not allegations because we know them to be true, whether they squashed it or not, that she spit in this woman's face and called her the N word as a company, as a professional. I don't know if they're publicly traded, but as a company...
0: I think Anthem Sports is.
1: But oh, even worse, as a publicly traded company, they should have stepped away. Yes, it was a year-long bill. Damn, the timing was horrible. I don't care. You cannot support somebody. Even if they're sorry now, even if it's squashed now, you cannot support somebody whose actions were so reprehensible... And make them the face of your company. It is ridiculous.
0: Now I want to ask you this though. Um, even if Tessa did. I mean she denied it on Twitter. Which I think is the worst thing you can do. If many people can right. go, on, go in the back. And say that yes you did this. Credible sources. Uh, uh, in fact. But. Do you think that if if this was like 2015, this is now 2019, 2020, and if she apologized or said, that yeah, I was wrong, I never do this again, do you think that she would still be of a deserving nature to be champion as far as learning from mistakes?
1: If you admit that you're wrong and you genuinely, wholeheartedly come at least with a good enough excuse and... Uh, you know, a tear or two, I'm sorry, I was young, I was stupid, whatever, whatever excuse or word she could have used, then okay, fine. Her work ethic, beyond compare, I cannot take away from who she is as a competitor, as a wrestler, all of the assets and skills in the ring are great. Mm-hmm. As attitude-wise... If you don't feel remorse for your actions, everybody has got something in their lives that they've done wrong and they're sh- like, oh crap, I can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And if somebody said years from now, tomorrow, hey, Mika, remember you were this, then the embraces you made me feel, or you did this that was just so bad, and something along that line and degree, I'm like, holy crap, I'm sorry, I never would have. I never intended to hurt or maim or do anything like that. This girl did not apologize and say to the world. Because this is Twitter. This is the wrestling world. Everybody can see. Everybody can read. She did not formally apologize for her actions. She did not admit to her actions. She said not. It didn't happen. So, you telling me that this La Rosa Negra just all of a sudden just, you know, spit just came out of nowhere? The N-word just came
0: out of nowhere. And let it be known to people that La Rosa Negra put out a statement and said that, um, you know, they had both squashed it, even though the other female wrestlers were more so on the bullying part. So even if that part is squashed and quelled to the ground, the bullying allegations stand strong as well. Um, so. So basically, um, between Mika and myself, she has more tessa experience to uh put that out there more than i have um you know because of the circles that we run that we run around um so so now she's a champion i'm trying to see like if it's going to be overwhelming or underwhelming uh as far as being a champion uh this this is wrestling this this is this is wrestling this i'm just trying to see for what it is some companies stand strong on it if if and and also there was no statement that was put out, but sometimes it can be that yeah you know, I need to see you for a minute mm-hmm. and they talk and have the meeting apologize tell the situation and they move on from there so there's no formal uh, there's no formal uh, uh, statement or anything of that nature I never even heard one from Impact
1: no they they said nothing
0: this was the Saturday morning before the pay per view
1: and again as a publicly traded commodity you have to say something that we believe in diversity and we don't support racism and things of this nature. Anything in our, our employees' past or our contractors, because they're not employees or independent contractors' past, um, that I they thought did, it was just WWE. Well, I'm pretty sure. That, oh, they're not Impact employees. They're not in uh, Anthem sports. That is sports.
0: a gangster move, The the... Yeah. the- the independent contractors, Based but you still work for us. Well, right. well, I, I could take Impact and ROH and all the because they also do indie dates as well. Right. So anyway, um, that not to say anyway that has happened with uh, Tessa Blanchard. So we're gonna see where that where that rides out from from here. Even WWE got petty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for WWE got petty. Said we didn't hire her because she right. got bad attitude problems.
1: Right when when E has to come around and slick side shoot and say uh yeah why do you think she's not here because in all rights and fairness tessa was part of the may young classic tessa was a shoe in if you watch the may young classic the video packages and everything the commentary everything was painted where you just knew one tessa was going to win or she was going to get signed neither of those happened and as a person who, like, I, I suspend my disbelief as a fan. I go, man, what happened? Why did they not pick her up?
0: I did that with Zack Sabre Jr. on the Cruiserweight Classic.
1: Right. But he doesn't want... <sighs> but to. he didn't want to be signed. But but you know Blanchard and WWE is money. That yes. Vince would literally roll over and have 12 more kids if he could do another third generation woman who, no offense to Natalya... Tessa is miles ahead and more talented, so he would have given money I know that hand hurts me. F- Hey, I said no offense. I like Natalia. I love her too. But relatively speaking and comparatively speaking, Tessa has all the tools. And to have Blanchard in WWE would have been, you know, put her right in there against Charlotte. That that's money. It is. And they can't make that money because of a attitude. Not alleged
0: an attitude um, you know talking about generations make me think about Natalia makes me think about Tamina who I had a crush on for years and also um, a little bit of anticipation for Rachel Ellering to uh, come back yeah and I think she's injured at the moment
1: she is She'll be back soon
0: and she's a sweetheart I, she's a, I got some I got
1: some scoop she's almost ready to come back
0: Oh, good, good. Oh, I thought you said, yeah, Scoop on Sweetheart. I like, tell me more. Well, she is a sweetheart. Yeah, she is. She's is an absolute sweetheart. Yes.
1: Like, uh, I, I have a friend who has had many interactions with her, and to the point where her and her significant other are are friends with my friend because she is such a sweetheart, and she introduced him, and her significant other is. Uh, yep. Everybody knows it. He's our hero. Yeah. He's a Cassius to some, but a hero to the rest a of British us. A British legend. Um,
0: what? You don't watch NXT UK?
1: Oh. Uh, <laughs> you made him so, British, though. I was like, wait. No, that, that's
0: that's what's going on. Yeah. That's what's going on in the streets of London, yeah, but, in England, But, yeah, UK. Like,
1: you introduce your other two like pretty much a fan Mm -hmm. and they become friends. It's like weird and crazy, but that's how sweet she is. So
0: that's another conversation for another episode because I really wanted to get that, get that uh, subject off. And we have talked on road trips about fans versus uh, being a fan versus being a uh, media personality or networking, you know? So anyway, um, so we segue over from Tessa winning the world. Uh, championship to Tessa being a bully and we segue to the notion of even though we already talked about it before a woman holding a men's heavyweight championship even though it's just a men's championship
1: a traditional male title
0: and now we we heard the reports over the last week that now the NXT women's championship would no longer be called uh women because Of a notion that Becky Lynch put out on the backstage show. Said we should no longer have women as a title. Which that made me go to a long, long, long rant about that. And and, and I'm not for that. I'm not for... Why aren't you for that? I'm not for... No, no, no. Look. Shout out to Danny... Uh, Danny Danger and myself, because we both are very big fans of women's wrestling, but women's wrestling for the past five years have made some extraordinary uh, progress, whether it be WWE, whether it be other companies as well. And, you know, for the past hundred years, women's wrestling has been a sideshow, mostly. And it's just like some, some women wrestling for men's delights, you know, to go in there and do their thing. No, I'm not being sexist, I'm being I'm looking
1: I'm staring at the ceiling y'all looking for God
0: I'm looking I'm looking at this on the whole I mean when has women's wrestling compared to now been prevalent as far as standing up there side by side with men
1: it depends on where you look if you're looking in the major companies then there have been spurts of greatness very small yes for women's wrestling we, we talked about impact go back to impact at the the start of their Knockouts division. That's good. When they first created the Knockouts division, they had, at the time, the most talented female roster on the planet. Yes. Um, and they were on television week in, week out. They were having great matches and doing a lot of stuff that you didn't see divas doing, like Wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, So that kind of went away. It didn't get go downhill, but Impact just wasn't a solid enough product for people to pay enough attention to but there were plenty of independent women's promotions out there shimmer shine that were doing all women shows just not again on a worldwide national level but the wrestling was there it was great there were people who we're buying into women's wrestling and, and the notion of it and becoming fans. So yes, now is a great peak in women's wrestling, but I don't wanna call it a hundred years as a whatever you say it, a a show. It's like ay ay ay. For
0: the most part it for the most part it was. And 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 what you're saying goes on my point as far as the national scale is concerned, is that you can see it in these indie companies and Impact. And I, and I believe Impact could stand with WWE the next five years if it wasn't for Hogan and Friends uh, coming into the company. It would like 2015 or whatever because Impact had a solid uh, product right. from 2005 and above when they get were on Spike TV. And then Hulk Hogan and Friends came in and it was, it it was just ex-WWE guys and guys who would let go of the spotlight instead of growing your own talent which I am, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of. But anyway, a lot of us on social media, at least in my circles, joked this. And it's not to say we're undermining women's wrestling, but it's just to say that we observe women's wrestling and now it's an open gender weight, all-inclusive championship. Plus the fact is, it's very confusing to have the NXT championship and then you have the NXT Championship. So it's like, as far as the Marvel so,
1: Universe... just, nah, just combine them. Like, we did unification matches for the two WWE belts at one time. You had the SmackDown title and the Raw title. Chris Jericho was the first undisputed World Heavyweight Champion because you had the WWE belt come in and merge with the WCW belt. Wrestling is for everyone. Now, I say that because it's not a male thing it's not a woman thing it's a wrestler thing in training wrestlers do not just train with other male wrestlers or other women wrestlers males and females train together they compete together while they train while they learn and hone their craft
0: just like karate
1: just like any combat sport And while wrestling is a predetermined outcome, the physicality is real, is true. As a competitor, you're going to have someone smaller than you. You're going to have someone bigger than you. You're going to have somebody faster. You're going to have somebody stronger. It is not about gender. It is about your skill and your ability to perform what you have learned in the ring.
0: Now here's the part where, and I do believe that wrestling is for uh, most people because you know, number one, you gotta get training down anyway. You gotta get training down to learn how to bump. You gotta learn how to sell. You gotta do this and do that. So that's I'm why I de- anybody off
1: the that's train.
0: why the de- everybody thing. I put an asterisk next to it because you have people like Superhuman who uh, jumps off and jumps onto tables or shards of glass that's or not whatever. Wrestling
1: that is a sideshow.
0: Yes, and that's why the whole. Everyone to me comes with an asterisk when people say that. Now, this doesn't mean this doesn't mean that nobody can get in. This is just like job, uh, j- uh, not job sites, career sites where they say you can't discriminate age, color, that type of everyone. Not talking about you can walk in the door, you can do it. Not like Grimm's toy sh- toy show. Didn't
1: say that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just
0: I'm just laying it down because some people can take words the wrong way, no matter how much you can inflect on it. But anyway uh i'm buzzing um anyway your
1: phone is buzzing yeah be clear here okay this is not a video people don't understand what you're talking about
0: no 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 uh but anyway um i'm i'm so much into women's wrestling that i want women's wrestling to stand side by side with men's wrestling this has nothing to do with being sexist this has nothing to do with uh that's uh, called uh, segregation it can be segregation, but also what we were saying about, uh, like, Tessa winning the world title. Um, you know, the people who beat Tessa can now step up and say, we can we can do this. Reminds me of Afro Samurai a little bit with the number one and number two headband. Um, so, anyway, I am, for the last five years, even, I'll start with WWE. They have come in and say, we're going to make a women's revolution. We're going to have women... Stand tall, excuse me. Uh, we're gonna have women stand tall, and we're going to this, this, that, dirt, and whatever. So, in 2015, there were three teams of women that came out. I think like the majority of them came from NXT: Sasha Banks, ba- Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and uh, uh, Becky Lynch. And they had the little three divisions. So I was in for it. It's like, okay, we're gonna see these women do it. We're gonna kick ass every week on the show and every pay per view. Then come down to WrestleMania 36 in Dallas, Texas, and it's just three people, three women that they're showcasing, and they have like, what, 15 women on the roster, including the JTG of the roster, Alicia Fox, in catering, Um, but anyway, I was looking forward to that. Impact has the knockouts division, great division, Ring of Honor, Women of, women of honor which is
1: well that's kind of sort of w- yes budding because while ring of Honor did have great women's matches they never had a full-fledged division they rotated women in and out of their storylines and out of their rings but the women were not showcased and prevalent
0: no and it, and it, and it crumbled even more with Kelly Cl- Kelly Klein being fired from uh, for whistleblowing. On, on Ring of Honor, which that now Ring of Honor is number four in the in the country, behind WWE, AEW, Impact, and and uh, there you go with Ring of Honor. Right. Even though I put I put MLW on top of Ring of Honor,
1: I put New Japan on top of
0: both of them. Uh, yeah, but that's in Japan. That's I mean, not a we US.
1: Just, we still watch it in America. It's based on not where, really anymore. Well, access TV. They took it off. Really? Yeah. What am I looking at
0: then? <laughs> <laughs> they, they they took it off, and I think they're going through fight. I know they go through fight TV as far as their pay per now, which is great because uh, for those who, uh, like myself, I don't have New Japan on Roku, so like, I got to watch it through a computer. I'm not doing that. So I can just watch it on fight TV on a bigger screen and enjoy it. Okay. You get my drift? I hear you. So anyway, with women's wrestling, what are we doing here at WWE? And I'm, and, and I'm saying this as personal feelings. You can call it a shoot. I'm not a professional enough to say it's a shoot. And I keep getting tired of the word being shoot, being shot around, because nobody knows what an effing shoot is.
1: Somebody heat it.
0: But I'm trying to say, what are we doing here? Women's wrestling. I love seeing women come up. Women doing it for themselves. Women taking charge. Women kicking ass every week on television. Uh, whether it be the May Young Classic whether it be the Evolution, which was a horrible, horrible pay-per-view, but a great house show in New York. It was a good show, but as far as the the uh, uh, design and everything of it, Women's Evolution was trash. It was complete trash by pay-per-view standards because I know WWE can put more money into it by putting set designs and stop making it look like a house show, like they do Starcade, like they do uh, the Dean Ambrose farewell show. Or anything of that nature. So what, 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 what are we doing here? Because honestly, women can wrestle. Women know how to wrestle. But guess what? They're not doing WWE. They get letting women wrestle as far as a drip faucet. You don't see a whole lot, but you can see very little that women are actually doing it. And I have to go over to Impact and see Jordan Grace. I have to see Tessa Blanchard. I have to see. Um, uh, I did see Shashi Blackheart for for a while. Uh, name some others for me, uh, real quick. Yeah, I, I think Blackheart. I see. I think I said uh, are we, Taya. Uh, are we we're
1: talking about Impact, or is Impact? Impact? Oh, Taya, Kiara Hogan, um, Diamante, Diamante, uh, uh, uh,
0: Big Swole on AEW. Uh, uh, um, Amy Sakura, I keep forgetting the other one's name even though I see her every week. Britt Baker. So I keep seeing women's wrestling everywhere but WWE. Period. Now, it's not to say that the, the, the Kabuki Warriors aren't wrestling. That's not to say that Charlotte is in wrestling, Banks, isn't wrestling. Sasha uh, Banks-Bailey isn't wrestling. But it's to the point where if I'm not watching WWE on television, neither on YouTube, I don't hear about it, period. Right. So now the Royal Rumble is coming up. Uh, Asuka and Becky Lynch are wrestling. I heard that through advertisements. I did not see no build to it, but I'm looking forward to the match because of the two women that are wrestling. Right. But, to have a championship in NXT, saying that you have the NXT championship held by Adam Cole, you have the NXT women's, not women's anymore, championship held by Rhea Ripley, who is going to be a star outside of NXT when they bring her up correctly. Same thing with Shayna Baszler. When and if
1: they bring her
0: up correctly because... So, yeah. so yes, again, with NXT, bring, her up, bring them up correctly. So, it gets to the point where now we have to be fucking Marvel to say, I am Groot, just to know what we're talking about when it comes to the NXT championship. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. You know what is talking about? We don't know what is talking about in the movies. Unless the other character says responds to what Groot is saying so if, if somebody came up to me in the streets and said oh man uh shen did you did, are you going to see nxt next week the nxt championship going to be defended i gotta say who which one got to be defended which one is going to be adam cole is it going to be rhea ripley who's going to be defending the fucking championship who so that's why you know uh with, with wrestling now, yes, wrestling is for everyone. Now, it's getting to the point where uh, in wrestling, we're seeing people doing dick flips, We're seeing people doing tampons. We're seeing people hurling themselves on fucking glass that's not even trained to be a wrestler, but get money just like the wrestlers. And Shinblade here is not even a fan of deathmatch wrestling, but I have fans and death, friends in deathmatch wrestling. And I respect what they do because that's what they want to do. And deathmatch wrestling has a fan base behind it. Right. So I can be with Jim Cornette when he says about deathmatch wrestling, but I will say it in a respect in a respectful nature. Respectfully, though, shout out to Lala, to to G Raver, to uh, Shilak, Shilak, if I said that right, uh Brandon Kirk. I can say that to a lot of the lot of the guys, but I'm saying as me personally, I'm not a fan of deathmatch wrestling. And I'm sorry to go off kilter with the women's wrestling, but women's wrestling is fucking women's wrestling. It's not like in the 80s, 70s, 60s, or even the 90s where two women are just getting around hair tussling, pulling apart, doing Jerry Springer moves. No, it's women now who is doing mixed martial arts. They're doing submission wrestling. They're even doing high spots like the Young Bucks or SCU or Scorpio Sky which is in SCU, excuse me, that they are showing off and, they, and they're making fans buy the shirts. They're making fans chant them. You deserve it. That was awesome. This is wrestling. Instead of just doing little whiny hair pulling and, and slapping each other on the booty and taking each other's clothes off in the match, which you can go to a fucking strip, strip, club. strip club to to see women naked. Now, there's some women out there that's like, uh, you know, like Nia Jax. If I saw del- the leaked pictures, knock on wood, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's fine. But I'm not here to see that in the ring. Right. If, if I ever had a chance with those female wrestlers, I'm not going to tell anybody number one, but I'm going to be like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm cool with that. But I'm not here to see them. I'm, when I see two women in the ring, I want to see women battle it out. I want to see the women be the next champion, whoever it is, on the women's division, or even the twenty-four-seven championship, the hardcore division, whatever belt that's inclusive to women. There are some men that have won women's championships, but it's within storyline. Harvey Whippleman is a former women's champion. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Victoria is a former hardcore champion.
1: As well as Daphne is a former hardcore champion. Um. You have China, who was Intercontinental Champion,
0: and that was a storyline in itself that that built towards that match. Um, Sexy Sky was was a former uh, Lucha Underground Champion who is quote unquote barred from wrestling now for for what she was doing uh, years ago, but yeah. she's a sweetheart to me. Again, yeah. you know the language barrier between us wasn't <laughs> wasn't that big, but. I'm saying it like this. I stand with women's wrestling. I hope women's wrestling still exists after this instead of being the all gendered, the all-gender, all-inclusive women uh, underscore women's wrestling championship. Because if it's so, hire Joey Ryan. Let his dick be the women's champion.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay.
0: Reanimate the corpse of Andy Kaufman. Let him be women's champion. You're
1: really heated over this.
0: I would actually buy Andy Kaufman's, uh, what is it, uh, women's wrestling champion shirt and wear it all around shows. (laughs) And it's sold. So, so people who are, uh, standing behind, behind this and what culture, which I watch every, almost every morning, are standing behind a little uh, gender uh, open inclusive championship. Okay. Does that mean you're going to wrestle for it? I don't think so. So, again, I want to see the Rhea Ripley's of the world. I want to see the Shayna Baszler's of the world. I want to see the Bianca Belair, EST uh, of the world, Casey Gonzaro, uh, Deonna Purrazzo. um I'll I put Nikki Cross into that. Uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm losing these women's names in, in the uh, NXT division. Even Jessica Carr, she went down from refereeing back to NXT, and she wrestled for the championship. I'm waiting for that one. Mercedes Martinez, who, oh, my God, finally got signed. Which is great, right? Long so, overdue. so what are we, what are we doing here with with eliminating? I can't even talk. Eliminating women from wrestling. What are we doing?
1: You're I guess I, I guess you're I guess not, we're we're we, not limiting them. You're you're limiting them when you just call them women's wrestlers. When you put them into just one category, one lane. Here, here, I think what Becky was trying to say. And I think what a lot of people are kind of missing the point on is like in the past when you had women win these traditional male titles, it's not about being a woman fighting other women. It's about being a wrestler, being able to go out and have the ability to wrestle a male counterpart and to show who is the better competitor, to show who has the most charisma who can bring fans to their feet to cheer or to boo. In Canada, they will not show intergender matches. Male on female violence is against their television laws or what have you. What I think the point is is that it's not violence, it is competition. You can't tell girls you can only be the best girl. You can never beat a boy. And vice versa. You can't tell a, a guy that you know what, you can never beat a female um, at this particular game because it is a woman's game or what have you. Gender inclusive and dropping the women from the title. While it is is confusing, I understand it is also a necessary part of evolution as humans everybody is changing and you are classified as this or what you want to be called is that sex it does not matter gender does not matter color race religion creed does not matter it is the premise of this country that we're all created equal making us or them just women's wrestlers takes that equality away. It gives a sense of subservience to male competitors that I'm only the best woman, but I can never hold any ground against the man. That, I think, was the point.
0: Okay, that part I will stand upon. And there, and, and My thing is that uh, I'm not ranting against intergender wrestling. I want people to, to, to be, be clear on that one because inter- intergender wrestling, if done right, is a good thing. Um, you know, for, and it and, and all, all goes with storytelling in a wrestling match also. But what I'm saying here is that as far as WWE is concerned, compared to a lot of other companies, WWE has no skin in the game as far as, uh, eliminating women from their wrestling. Because number one, we haven't had a number of main events done by women. And I think only one has flourished. Um, the idea of, I think it was a TLC. I think we talked about it. The idea of women main eventing is a good thing.
1: Right.
0: It's good on paper as far as the talent that you have. But the the sad part about it is, was they never flourished like a typical main event. It was just like, oh, this match here. And that's the part internally that needs to be worked out. I should not. I should not be seeing a men's world title match as a main event status. And then when they say, "Oh, this woman's match is going to be a main event," and it's just a clusterfuck. It's just. It's just uh, is some smeared over the fault of
1: the WWE. Is it the fault of the agents? Is it the fault of them pushing something or not preparing? I mean. Let's talk about WWE. You, you're bringing it to the point that basically they're not doing women's wrestling right. Is because they don't have a great grasp on women's wrestling. A lot of the people that you see um, are in their main spots. Your Becky Lynch, your Oscar, for instance. These women did come from independent wrestling, but when you get to the E, you That's basically get retrained to wrestle their style and their brand you don't go off script so to speak meaning that let me pull the curtain back here y'all they go over these matches beforehand and say what they want done some move by move others kind of give you a little sort of creative freedom but there is a general outline like any play that these performers follow and perhaps If you look at the main roster, compared to NXT, you see a different person running the show. On the main roster, we all know Vince is in charge. This NXT brand is a brainchild and very closely handheld and fed by Triple H. Hunter. Doing a great job. Hunter's progressive. (laughs) Hunter's progressive and like him or hate him, he's done a lot of good things like... Sign a number of indie talents to NXT top and indie talent and let them go. If you watch this last pay per view that the WWE NXT brand put on, Worlds Collide S- special show, um, I'm just saying, I know, but if you watch that, you saw, I feel, as indie rific a match that you could get watching, um the Undisputed Era versus Imperium because they did a lot of stuff that I was just like, wow, you'll never see it on the main roster. There's a lot of blows and strikes and what have you that would never fly. That's because... Also
0: a lot of great improv because I'll entertain the wolf got his bell rung.
1: Right. But a lot of that would never fly because it's not controlled. It's chaos. And... Letting the women's um, moniker drop from the NXT titles, again, is being progressive because this is the young, new, hip brand. It's showing inclusiveness, that it's for everybody, that there are no limits. Limitless Keith Lee or whatever. I mean, again, this is Hunter, I think, starting a conversation or picking up on a conversation others have done it and said it and how dare the WWE not jump in on that inclusion by making sure at least some level that we're not limiting the women. Hunter loves women's wrestling big time but it's not women's wrestling that he loves he loves the fact that these women are out there doing it as good or better than the boys and I don't think that he Classifies it as women's wrestling I think he classifies it as wrestling and he wants it to be like that across the board going forward for his daughters
0: and Sammy Callahan uh, said the same thing uh, in, in press runs uh, long before this uh, title match with Blanchard he said this is not women's wrestling and I think he said it's not intergender wrestling but it's wrestling mm-hmm. I got that part but as far as WWE is concerned, I'm like, my personal thing is to stand tall women's wrestling. And then when women's wrestling stand tall as the main eventing, men's wrestling, and if Becky Lynch came out and said you we should eliminate the uh term women, I would have been I would have been there for it. I'm more of an internal basis of what have you done to surpass men main eventing uh as the norm in shows. Are you putting butts in the seats? Are you are, are you uh well, they're pushing merch. That's I, I know they're pushing th- merch. That's
1: and, their goal and that's their measuring stick.
0: Merch and morale, oh, merch, M&M's. Right. And and girls are coming up and saying that uh mommy, I can do this. I can be a wrestler. Even the crown jewel which myself and a few people think says that hinders women's wrestling even though I know uh customs in Saudi Arabia and Middle Eastern countries that women can't do really worth anything because of uh, the quote unquote Muslim rule. Um, you know they could barely drive in Saudi Arabia, women. Right. And you know uh, I, I don't want to turn religious or anything, but I'm not for the covering women up completely. I'm for the showcasing. That sounds bad. That's <laughs> what I'm, for, I'm 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 for the showing the beauty of the women, but not too much in a, in a certain sense, like you know the face, the, the muscles, the hair, things like that. Not not showing all the booty and stuff. <laughs> Um, no, because you know how some women take it, like, I can show my sexuality, such, so, so, so. you know, Lord. like, the, the Lizzo women of the world. Wow. Um, and, and there's more women that does that, too.
1: Let's not diss Lizzo. If you're comfortable with yourself, male or female, do you, okay? But I... I didn't I talk about like, Lizzo
0: as far as, I, uh, I get
1: what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just... I'm talking
0: about the, st- the steadfast part. Not the fact that she's a plus-size singer or whatever, because I like Jill Scott and she shows herself off, too. Um, um, but anyway, the, the, the stay on the women's wrestling part, I'm more for it on the internal nature. If, if, uh, let's say WrestleMania last year, if Becky, Rhonda and the, uh, Becky, Rhonda and Charlotte showcased more excitement and more of a workload than Kofi Kingston and Brian Danielson, even Seth Rollins, and uh, Mr. Everybody's favorite wrestler Brock Lesnar, they showcased more on the workload and of a general sense of putting butts in the seats and 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 rocking the world. I can get that part. But the fact remains is that with WWE's women's wrestling, you only see about maybe about five women at the most being showcased on a weekly basis compared to the 20 that they do have. And my thing personally is, I want to see at least about 10, 15 women scramble every week. They're They're not going to see that. No. They're
1: they're not going to do that. They they barely have a scratch and a depth. Of the performers that they do have, they did a bunch of signings, and they have people on the main roster who they creative has nothing for that are mad talented. They're just sitting there week after week. You're not seeing them,
0: or you or you have to have the WWE network to watch main event or watch WWE superstars on there that's still around uh, to catch them to do that.
1: Again, you're not going to see them.
0: But but WWE is Raw SmackDown then NXT, then you have your uh, special shows, Saudi Arabia and whatever, then you have your pay-per-views. Right. And we all know that the Saudi Arabia shows are just basically train wrecks, almost all of them, except for one or two matches.
1: They're not train wrecks. What they are is just cash-ins. Vince is cashing in a check. They're not really shows. They're driving through Saudi Arabia Asking them what they want to order. Here's your order. Here's my money. That's all it is. It's just like pizza. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse. It's not McDonald's. It's not Checkers. It's like rallies on the bad side of the city. That's Checkers too. Yeah, I know. Same. <laughs> name.
0: But it's like, okay, here what's going going. All right, we're gonna do this for you. Even it's funny that years ago that the uh, the prince the prince of Saudi Arabia ordered Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna to appear at the shows, and they <laughs> and they've been dead for. Five years and I think twenty years, respectively. So, so again, people, I would like to hear what you think about women's wrestling and your your stance on the term women being eliminated from uh, WWE women's wrestling program. Uh, Mika is for it, right?
1: No limits.
0: No limits. I am against it saying that women's wrestling as far as marketing and showmanship within the company needs to work a little bit harder this is no way talking about female talent there's no way hindering this is no way sexist saying that i don't want to see females do it big because i really do there are women there that that you and i have known and we love them. We love that the fact that they're getting the check. We love that they're not being stranded in indie, uh, towns and have to ask for rides and bum rides to get to the airport and red, red eye, uh, red eye out of it to where they're going. We're glad to see the check. I say the same thing with the men's division. I'm glad to see Shane Strickland, Isaiah Square Scott do his thing. I can't stand the fact that they changed his song. Mm. Um, Leo Rush, he's doing his thing. I love seeing them get the check. I My thing as a fan, as well as being a friend, I want to see more of them on TV. More, you see more of them on the TV, their stock rises, they get more money, and if they ever wish to leave WWE, their stock will rise again when it comes to getting paid on the indie scene. So that's why, for me, I want to see women do it big, but right now, it's very premature. As far as uh, the uh, taking the limits off a of women's division. So you say. So I say, and so some people of that of that agrees with me say, and then so you say with the limitless and the people that agrees with you, and they we're say
1: we're all right, you're all wrong.
0: Okay. I'm not gonna go there because, like I said, for me, for for me, the all inclusive. Th- this is where, to me, the all inclusive part gets toxic. It's great to have people that are talented to showcase themselves.
1: Inclusion can never be toxic.
0: Oh, oh, goodness. I got stories for you to tell you off the mic. Um, but anyway, that is my take on it. Um right now uh we are uh, we're just watching a pre show on mute, and I'm I'm in disbelief that uh I am not really I'm in disbelief that, that Umberto Carrillo and Andrade got pre show matches and, and they I'm work not. like horses.
1: Again. Latin,
0: Houston, Texas.
1: Again, this is WWE. They have a bevy of talent and they do not have enough quality airtime to showcase that talent. Yeah, we're looking at the pre show. They'll mention the match. Hopefully maybe show a clip of the match. But they're not they're not the WWE's focus here. They're not their main competitors. WWE doesn't care that they're in Houston, which is a Tex-Mex haven that there is a whole lot of people of Spanish descent who pay money, who are at this building or coming to this building for this pay-per-view, who have spent money in dollars or what have you. WWE does not care.
0: See what I just did there? Marketing. Houston, Texas. Tex-Mex. Uh, if, if we can say that. Tex Mex, uh, you know, the demographic, even though Houston Astros are in, were mired in controversy over uh, World Series uh, recently, uh, that's neither here or there. They still won the World Series, whatever people say. It just has an asterisk next to it. Um, but, like I, like I said, uh, we're, we're watching it. I thought personally it would have been great for the crowd uh, to have that flavor in there. But it's WWE, like you said. I didn't say main event. I just said just have them on the show. Get the payoff. They're on the it, show. It, it, they got a they it, got a
1: paycheck. They got a booking paycheck. Look, that's I, that's what they're going to tell them. If anybody else says that, they're going to say they were on the show.
0: Look, look. My thing is pre-show versus main show. Same thing with NXT before NXT became a brand, and that's why I have the arguments all the time saying why is why is the developmental better than the main roster brand. Why is it the fact that when I when it comes to takeover and Royals Collide, I have to run home and cancel plans with people just to watch the show? Why is it that when a pay per view comes up, except for Royal Rumble, which is my favorite, um, that you know any pay per view comes up is like um, yeah, I'll catch it whenever I catch it. That's my whole thing. Because you
1: don't care about the
0: WWE's main product. It's not that I don't care about the main product. It's just the fact that. You feel like you're insulted compared to having NXT. Like, I would expect NXT to be main roster WWE and NXT workload be like.
1: You want to talk, too, about the fact that we're doing three hours worth of television. I say we like I'm part of WWE. Hold on. <laughs> gonna, you want to tell me something? I mean, can, I, can I release this episode? Yeah, I get a check from Connecticut. But anyway, um, there's three hours worth of TV on a Monday night. And while...
0: Okay, let's break this down. Everybody
1: thinks it's a lot of time. It's not.
0: Let's break this down. But
1: But your NXT is an hour.
0: Three hours Monday night. Three hours Monday night. Two hours Friday night. And two hours Wednesday night.
1: Your two hours on Wednesday night are your NXT?
0: Yes. They changed it from two hours since September.
1: Right. But what I'm saying is, it's... Not a whole lot of programming. You have to throw in advertiser dollars and all this in your three-hour block and the storylines that you are pushing forward on your main roster competitors. You don't have a lot of time to push a lot of people. There's more wrestling happening on your two-hour block than there is on your three-hour block. That's what's giving a lot of hope for the NXT brand. There's storyline after storyline after cuck story Let's not go there on your three-hour show. You've got more promos with longer diatribes happening on your three-hour show um, because you have writers writing these whole crazy blocks on your three-hour show. So the WWE on their main shows is not about wrestling you can't showcase a wrestler if you have nothing for him to talk about if you don't have a story to put he or she in the middle of so while the wrestling on nxt is great we never talk about the promos we never talk about did you hear what xyz said we talk about the action and the physicalities of the show because that's what it's all about. There are some promos. I'm not saying they're not. But you do not have storylines being told by the competitors. It's about the commentary team. They're telling you the story there. As you go along. While here in WWE on the main roster, it's all acted out in front of you. It's broken down line by line by the performers with the commentary adding... Bits and pieces and colorful antecedents throughout. That's where I think a lot of people forget the disconnect. They don't see the disconnect. is because you're three hours. You could miss a three-hour show and come back and the storyline still ongoing and you can still catch up. You can miss two, three, four, five rows, excuse me, Raws in a row. But the NXT, you miss it. You've missed those matches. And you yeah. have to go back to watch them. That's where... It's like, oh, NXT is great. Yes, it is, because it's wrestling. It's what we're used to as wrestling fans.
0: Well, yes, that was also because, uh, you know, usually on Monday nights at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I'm on the PlayStation uh, playing games um, or I'm sometimes talking to you. Or there there can be times where, I mean, anyway, next day I'm on YouTube and I can catch like one or two clips and I just know everything. Wrestle talk, what culture wrestling, maybe even cultaholic can tell you. So, I, I, I get it. It's like Cliff Notes. If there's a match that I miss and people talk about it, I can go back and say, did you see B- Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black? No, I didn't see it. And then you watch it on YouTube? Right. Like, wow. So, oh, my God, the queen. <laughs> Sorry about that. We have it on mute. Um, so, NXT and AEW, people blame AEW because they don't write enough storylines. They don't, they don't do this. They don't do that. But the, the, the ongoing storyline of AEW, period, is record's are the right. record uh, numbers. And I think that's very wins important. Wins the losses count. Yes, they do. And I'm not going to go into that because, uh, you know, we both know we got stands that come up and say, yo, AEW is trash. WWE is trash. And they they go back and forth like that. Right. Um, and I said in the earlier episode that I don't even go by ratings. I'm just like, what did you like, what you don't like? And right. just move on from that. I don't care about ratings. It's like two million people watch wrestling every week. Guess who wins? Wrestling. Right. They win on the whole. So... If if it's not AEW corporate Tony Khan or WWE corporate Vince McMahon, who cares? What does it affect you?
1: It doesn't.
0: And I sw- and that was my point on the last episode. It's not to say hey, yo Miku, eight hundred thousand people watched NXT yesterday,
1: like, and
0: seven hundred thousand people watched AEW yesterday. You know what? I'm gonna go to watch NXT. I watched AEW last week.
1: Like it doesn't matter to me how many people watched it because I don't get a dollar from either of any of those numbers if they all want to send me a dollar hell send me 50 cents then i'd be like hey yeah, i would be wearing the shirt on on, <laughs> on the stories i, I, I need AEW. you guys i need you guys to watch aw because they're paying me 50 cent a person
0: yeah pretty much um so so anyway I, I i go off of that one and also uh i'm gonna use this on the next episode I'm, I, maybe i can tease it a little bit because you were talking about cuck holding storylines <laughs> and we got back from atlanta and we heard about the result of the wedding from Lana and Bobby Lashley, and it turned out that Liv Morgan interrupted and said, "I'm Lana's lover," and it, and it created an issue with me. And it, it also it just made me feel a certain type of way because it's like it's not the interrupting the wedding
1: because it's a wrestling wedding; we expected that. But it's
0: the fact that you're pushing an LGBT narrative, and it sounds negative.
1: You're pushing like that LGBT narrative. is home
0: records. or home wreckers.
1: Well, they're pushing that narrative with two performers who are not. When they have a performer, right, man. both of them are straight. Well, they have a performer who is a uh, I don't want to say out and proud, but I guess out out and proud lesbian um, in Sonia, whatever her um, name is. Uh, i was gonna call her Deville. Sonia Deville, Daria Baronado. Whatever. Yeah, they changed her name, but i mean in who has a partner in mandy rose who they've teased themselves on the air and through social media this weird storyline so it's just like come on man how do you take this and give it to somebody else when if you want to do right you you keep you know those two God, it's just weird man Nika, it's
0: a thing called business and it happens before on jobs where you can propose a great idea and everybody loves it but when somebody hears the idea and runs it to the boss they put their name on it. they take your name off the idea and slap their name on it and it's their idea and you get nothing from that great idea so i i get it's a part of quote-unquote business Is is uh scum business, but it's business.
1: Very scummy. Very scummy.
0: So anyway, um, I'm gonna tease that for a later episode. Uh hopefully I can get Mika back in about uh two weeks, try to release this on the first and fifteenth. Um since we're talking about women's wrestling, I'm going to uh DM uh Baby Doll because you know I interviewed her over Wrestlecade right. weekend. We were talking about uh transgender in wrestling, her comments that got mixed up within that. Because people were thinking like she doesn't think that Nyla Rose uh, deserves to wrestle, even though she is for Nyla Rose, and she was just talking about how transgender should not get into uh, mostly women's sports, transgender men to women going to women's sports and knock and and figuratively and, and uh, literally knocking out the competition, which I do believe in, but that's a later episode to put out.
1: That's uh, a hell of a tease.
0: Yes. So, anyway, it's a long episode. We have gone for about an hour uh, because I have the lovely Mika Villas with me. I would never do this by myself. Uh, so, she's a great addition. Hopefully, um, she can be... Why did you jump? The shucky-ducky, quack-quack yes, animation scared from Booker Look, Booker T. stole that from uh, a comedian that I seen on Comic View back in the 90s. I, I forget his name, though. He was like, shucky-ducky, quack-quack. So, he started using it. Anyway, I know he don't book a tea, he might he can beat me up. I, I love his brother Stevie, right. Anyway, um, for Mika Villas, I am the Sensational One Shin Blade is Shy Lounge. Thank you for all for listening. Thank you all for taking the time and we're gonna be live tweeting during the Royal Rumble and as well.